prophesying, but the word itself is prophecy. Every time you open it up and read it, it's prophetic. Prophecy is a, a foreknowing insight, teacher, what you said. And I believe that he's given us insight tonight for what I want to hurry up and give to you. And I need you to pay close attention. Because you're right, you our adversary. And he's seeking to whom he can devour. He has an insatiable appetite for the righteous. Hmm. Testing or temptation. Hmm. How fast do it take you to learn something? How fast does it take you to learn? The faster you learn something, the faster you can move on to the next thing. How long does it take us to learn something? At what cost? At what cost, prophet, does it take us to learn something? In this post-virus era, so-called, we must have and maintain a strong, fortified mind. Amen. Have we learned that? My goodness. Well, I need some. Okay. Y'all listen. This is real good. This, this is real important. I said tonight it's going to, it's a prophetic, it's a foreshadowing of things to come. And I said we are in a so-called post-pandemic. But one thing that's vital that we must have you must obtain and maintain a strong fortified mindset. Y'all all right? You won't want to come up after because I'm going to finish quick. As believers from this last pandemic. It's for real, it it was already prophesied. It was already prophesied. We should never forget for us. This was a test of our faith. Never forget. I'm trying to. It was a test of our faith. In God. And not our faith in fear. 
or in science. That's the new religion. <laughs> That's the new religion. It's science. It has its prophets, its ministers, and y'all saw them at work. It had its prophet. Okay. Y'all are right. Every time I approach God, I ask him, what are you saying to me? What are you saying? I don't want to miss what, what you're saying to me. I need to make sure that part that he gives me is right, accurate. Okay? Those two, fear and science, we have to be careful by the right because they can become your belief system. That's right. That's good. It can become your belief system. I know it because it worked. Watch this. And you know what it does when it becomes your belief system? It robs you from the voice of God. What is God saying to us tonight? Okay. It robs you from the word of God. Fear robs you from the voice of God and the word of God. Hmm. I told you, this is the season of fear or faith. So when you hear me come preach, you're going to hear fear or faith. One is a reality for you. Can't be both. It's one or the other. Hmm. Y'all listen. Because most of the body of Christ has never truly been tested to fully Trust God. Nah, nah. They missed it. I said the body of Christ. I know some of us individually, but I said the body of Christ. Not fully been tested. We have not. Well, <laughs> okay. Hmm. We have not fully been tested. To fully trust the word of God. I know you got your little issues, but as the body, have we really fully been tested to trust the validity of the word of God? No. No. I'm talking about believers, not the world. Okay. A lot of the body of Christ, not all, not all, felt on standing on the word of God to the end. I didn't say everybody, but a lot of people, not all. It's one thing to stand for, to, you know, for God, but to stand for him to the end. <laughs> That's the difference. We failed because, watch this, our leaders were fearful. Mm 
The Bible said, who faith follows, I believe the antithesis of that, but who fear follows. Just like when you're in the mall, everybody start running, you start running because you, somebody was fearful and they started running. You ain't seen a bullet, you ain't seen nobody with no stick, you ain't seen nothing. But they started running and you ran. Can I get some people to believe so we'll believe? Can who, who faith follows? Go run, tell that. Y'all made that old boy, go run, tell that. So I believe that that is what happens. I believe that's what happened. Oh, my goodness. Woo. Okay. Okay. I see danger, and I'm preparing you. That's what the word says. Danger, Will Robinson. All right. Y'all remember that? Lost in space. That's old. Y'all remember that? Hmm. Hmm. Because our leaders were fearful. Fearful. This is what he said to me, teacher. We were fearful to the approach of the fiery furnace. We were fearful. Oh, in our approach. Go ahead. <laughs> y'all, y'all, maybe y'all. We were fearful in our approach to the fiery furnace. By faith. We were fearful in our approach to go to the lion's den. Because he didn't just wake up and boom, he in the den. He had to walk. He had to go. To, did somebody have to escort him? They pushing him out. He, no, don't take me. Well, we fearful in our approach. When this happened, were we approaching it by faith? Our leadership was fearful. Thus the people who they were following became fearful. It didn't matter how much money you had. So the gospel of prosperity wasn't even in on the table. A dying man on his bed. He don't need a billion dollars. He need time. God saying to us right now. Hmm. He's loving. He's long suffering. <laughs> Fear, he said, teacher, took over our approach and our walk towards the burning bush. We had to go to the, Moses had to go to the burning bush because that's where his instruction came from. Something that looked fearful, unapproachable, and lied his instruction. We're not, we're not ready. Y'all all right? Oh, we, we, mm-mm. okay. I heard from God. Y'all listen real good. Fear took over our approach and our walk toward the burning bush. 
to hear the voice of God and to receive our instructions. Watch this. For wisdom. That was available at that time. Okay. Okay. A lot of believers. See, you should be asking yourself, what is God saying to me right now, Pastor? What, what's he preparing me for? <sighs> the ship is coming in. Good God Almighty. A lot of people or a lot of believers, let me specify, failed because the body of Christ struggled with one simple thing. The body of Christ failed miserably because they struggled with one simple thing, obedience <laughs> to God. See, everybody just, they're, they're, they're at Starbucks. The body of Christ is at Starbucks, like in the movie. Their, their mind has gone off to the tragedy, the thing that just destroyed almost everything. And we're at Starbucks right now. We're having New Year's parties, and we we debating back and forth, what did Cat Williams say, all this stupid stuff. Hello. Hello. We haven't been taught obedience. The body. I'm talking, I'm talking about the body. We felt this test miserably because of one simple thing, obedience to God. To the end. The, the race is not given to the what? Swift. Swift the, the fast. Is, but it's given to them that can endure till the what? End. What does that look like? Come on. Come on. Shimmy, I see you back there. Yeah. What does that look like? Okay. Watch this. Watch this. Because of obedience to God. Because watch this. Our leadership. Here I am. We failed because of our leadership and our feelings. Yes, the feelings. Dreadful, fearful feelings. Watch this. Of death. As believers, we should have the most revelatory understanding of death your children should know about death you should teach your children let them know what death is and isn't it's a part of life don't be afraid come on need to see it You can believe what you want. Take them to a funeral. Tell them plant 
a flower. Take good care of it. Love on it. See it bloom. See it come up. It blooming in its glory. It blooms in its glory. And then take the light from it. And watch what happens. Show them. You can see this is how death is. So they'll have something to attach with it. And understand when they see, you know, mama or big mama in the casket. You can show them. Instead of letting their imagination. You got to do this young, early. So they don't have no, watch this, fear. Let me show a wheel. Be careful. Most people trust God according to how they feel. Not according to wisdom and knowledge. You lay it in there. Watch this. And the integrity of his word. God Almighty. Good to see you, Paul. Look at this. Listen to what I just said. Most people trust God according to how they feel, not according to the wisdom and knowledge and the integrity of God's love. For us. Once you really understand how much he loved you, Courtney, if you get to understand the revelation of how much he loved you, not nobody else, you. You will you move different in time. You, things that people say won't mean much to you. I'm shielded by his love. If you understood that God died for you. See, we don't understand it. I just said God died for you. If you understood his love. You know, that would make me alone serve him with everything. You ain't died for me. You ain't died for me. God did. God died for me. Oh, Jesus, that put a whole nother light on it. Then he said, no greater love that a man would have, that he would die his life for his brother. Oh, my God. I'm sorry I'm excited. Because you don't know who was on that cross for you. Oh, no mere man. That was El Elyon. The almighty God who died for you. See, you, you, and if you knew he, he, his love, see, you would act different. You would listen to the pastor up here right now. Nothing else will be distracting you. You will be listening to what I'm telling you right now. If you understood the love, who died for you? Who? Nah, we say that so willy-nilly. I'm talking about the creator of everything. He's the one that died, yet he lives. Jesus, my God. It'll change. Once she, we ain't got the revelation, Minister Al, back of who died for us. My God. Buddha ain't died for man. 
Muhammad ain't died for man. Jesus, they still dead. You got that right. I'm going to get back to the thing. I'm going to let y'all go. Love never fails. In any situation, under the sun. What does it mean, teacher, to die in faith? What does it mean to die in faith? Come on back there, Minister Al. I'm going to get you. You got a scripture coming. Don't worry. <laughs> Minister Al, what does it mean to die in faith? It means, that's what he told me. It means what you are believing God for never manifests. Never manifests in the natural. Not in the natural realm. What does it mean to shine to die in faith? It means the thing that you were trusting God for never shows up. Never shows up or manifests in the natural. But watch this. But your strong trust in God. Oh, my God. Ms. Al, your strong trust in God. The Listen, what does it mean to die in faith? It never shows up. It never shows up in the natural. But because of your strong faith and trust in God moves you to where that thing is. It moves you. You want it to come, but it moves you to where it is. What does it mean to die in faith? It never shows up. It never shows up, but it moves you. It moves you to where, watch this, to where this thing is for eternity. Died in faith. Faith never ends. Because love, God's love, never ends. It moves you. And they died in faith, never seeing the promise. But it moved them to where the promise originated from, where it resides from. That's what it does in this life. Y'all going to get that. That's revelation. Y'all going to get that. It moves you to where it resides at. And them died in faith, never seeing the promise. Woo, but it drew them where it originated from. And they died believing that. My God, because of their trust, teacher, and their love moved them to where it originated from. It moves you. Now, you died, watch this, seeing by faith. That's what it means to die. In faith. Good God. Y'all going to get this. Somebody should be happy. At least two people should be happy. I'm one of them. Teacher, you get to see it, Tashana, in its true state. 
If it did manifest here, it's still temporary. Amanda, when you're healed. Come then, daughter. Come. Then come. I'm standing on my faith because you in my message. I'm going to show you. I'm going to give you a revelation of your healing. I'm going to give you the revelation here. See, see, y'all don't get it. Y'all don't get it. What's she doing right now? That's faith. She believes. You ain't got to come any further. You already believe. That's why you're standing there. And I'm going to show you why. I'm going to show you why you're healed. I'm going to show you why you're healed. See, a lot of times we, got, we can say a lot of things, but you got to have corresponding action to your faith. You got to have corresponding action to your faith. Watch this, Amanda. This is how I know you're healed. When you're healed in the natural, when you're healed in the natural, watch this, watch this. When you're healed in the natural, and you are, I put it right here because I'm talking to you, and you are. Don't I say it right there? And you are. I told you this is a prophetic. That healing is forever. Long after that body right there is decayed and gone away with, your healing is still there because it's eternity. That's where it resides at. And you are an eternal being. That's where your healing is. And they died in faith. Where it originated from. You died there. So when that body, you healed now. You got that right. Because you was always healed. And you will always be healed. After long after that body. Long after that body deteriorates and gone. You still heal. Because your faith was in eternity. Eternity. That's where your healing is. Somebody got that. Every time I see you, you should have a witness inside of you that says, Pastor said, come forth. That's what you should be hearing. I'm going to speak the word only. Did y'all get that? When they died in faith. See we wanted to come. But they died. In faith. It moved them. To where it resides. And they died. In faith. Believing God. Woo. Jesus my God. This season that we are in. This season that we are in is about following God Amen. by faith, Amen. not fear. 
Many of us are being challenged in our love for him through our love for one another. Mm -hmm. I said many of us are being challenged in our love for him through our love for one another. Come on. Come on. There's a witness right there. I told you this is a prophetic meeting tonight. This is very important. As teacher always say, it's very important to stay the course. Stay on the path of righteousness. Just know. Just know the test comes from God. And the temptation comes from Satan. This is what he said. So with what is coming. Will it be a test for you? Or a temptation for you? Well, that depends on a few things. Depends on your leadership. It depends on your willingness to follow leadership. It depends on your trust and obedience, immediate obedience to God and his word. There's, there's many more, but I'm going to cut it short. There's many more. Satan cannot test you. Because he doesn't possess the truth within him. Satan cannot test you because the truth does not reside in him. God cannot tempt you because there is no variance of darkness in him. He cannot lie. So he can't tempt you. This your night, Paul. This your night. This your night, Paul. It's your night. Listen to what I said. Satan cannot test you because he doesn't possess truth. It's not within him. God cannot tempt you because he can't lie. Because there is no darkness within him. Mm, mm, mm. Job 1.8. I told you I'm get you the word tonight. Oh, Jesus. Watch this. Y'all watch this. Y'all all right? Yes. This is called getting an advantage over the enemy. Job chapter 1 at verse 8. And the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? That there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who reverently fears God and abstains from and shuns evil. Go ahead. Keep on. Verse 9. Then Satan answered the Lord. Does Job reverently fear God for nothing? Verse 10. Have you not put a hedge about him and his house and all that he has mm. on every side? You have conferred prosperity and happiness upon him in the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. Verse 11. But put forth your hand now and touch all that he has. 
And he will curse you to your face. Now, it sounds like God was very confident, almost boasting on him. It sounds he was very confident in Joe, won't he? That's what, okay, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. <laughs> he, he knew something about him. Is it possible, though, Minister Mike, or Elder Mike, excuse me. Amen. <laughs> Elder Mike, is it possible that God is very confident in you? Is it possible, Paul, that God is boasting on you right now? The step that you took forward. Is it, is it possible that he's saying, Satan, have you tested my servant, Paul? Could it be? Dalton, could it be? Dustin, could it be? Could it be that's all that this has been? <laughs> could it be that God had so much Aaron confidence in you mm. mm, mm, mm. my goodness Woo! God sounded very confident in him so could it be for this next go around with Satan that God is confident in WM. Yeah. Everybody say sweet victory. Sweet victory. That one way, everybody. <laughs> that which was will be again. Pro prophecy right there. That which has been will be again. Y'all all right? Woo! He, he tried to show you that with your body, didn't he? Yeah. He tried to show you that which was before. He's going to kind of come back on you again. Mm, have you considered my servant? Have you considered my evangelist? Have you considered my worshiper? Tashana, have you considered? Celeste, where's she at? Celeste, could it be? My God. Say sweet victory. Sweet victory. Mm -mm. So when this pale horse. So when this pale horse starts to trot and ride again. That's the one that brings pestilence. And famine and all kind of things. This pale horse is ready to gallop again. He's sitting in the stall. He ready to go. When this pale horse starts riding again. For us as believers, it's not about sickness. Never, because we healed. Ain't never about sickness. Because we're healed. It's about putting our faith in our God. And not giving unto fear. That's what this is all. That's what was about all last three years. Faith or fear. 
which one will be your reality? So I'm going to cut this short. Watch this. So we really believe, he wants to know, do we really believe the scriptures or not? Do we really believe the scriptures or not? We have to, be, we have to remember for us, the believer, this next pandemic, and it is, it's a spiritual test of our faith. You saw that in verse 9, 10, and 11. Job, watch this. Job didn't even know he was being tested. If you read it, he, he, he didn't even know he was being tested. He didn't even know that he was being tested, watch this, for his faith in God and confidence in God. Is it possible that these things we are going through as individuals, as things in our families, things in our nation, things in our churches, things all over the world, maybe it's God that is allowing. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's God that is allowing these things, teacher, to draw a divided line of our faith and trust in him. Maybe it's God. The pale horse has to ride. All four of the horses of the pocket have to come. And if the church is gone, who, who is he riding for? Who is the faith? Is, where is faith going to be found? Okay. All right. It is the test to see if we still believe God or not. I believe these crises that are to come is really to show how we really believe or do we believe really in God and his word. I think this is what we should have learned the last time. So when crises come, many people hold back their commitment to God in many areas, watch this, of their lives. As a believer, these crises has caused people to have the wrong attitude with God and man. It's split the families. That's division. And it's believers. Believers were mad at each other. Well, Satan said, well, shoot, that worked so good last time. Guess what? Let's do it again. Yeah, okay. No, we don't. No, we don't know it because we're not acting like it. We're at Starbucks. We're not at prayer. We're not planning. Ain't nobody telling you you should have some water. It's up here. Some food. Shut down. You couldn't even get toward. Come on, y'all. Y'all don't understand. Y'all don't understand what's happening. Y'all don't understand. And listen, can't, ain't no man, one man, going to save the world. You know why? Because it's already been done. I don't care who they put in office. It don't matter. They ain't going to save the world because it's already been done. But we do, that's what we're doing. We're putting our, our faith in all in a man. My, my faith ain't in no man in the government system. 
My faith is in God in the kingdom. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Jesus, my God. Woo! <sighs> Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Here we go. We need to make sure we are being led by the Spirit in these times. Real quick, man, I got Romans. Now, I'll give you, you can go back, you can read it later. Uh, you can go back and read 8, 14 to 17. Gotta save time, gotta go. Uh, it, it's basically just it's asking you, who's guiding your faith? Mm. So back in Job, if you read the rest of Job, like 13 men of God through 21, you, you'll see all the things. Go back and read it. You'll see all the things and the calamities that happened to him. He lost his children. He lost his prosperity. He lost his, his land. He lost everything. Everything. In a day. It won't spread out. It was in a day. My God. You think you got it bad. In a day. You they give you 30 days to pay the bill. Yeah, one day. But man of God, jump down to the last verse, 22, right there in the same verse. Let's see what Job did. 22. Verse 22, Job chapter go. 1. In all this, Job sinned not, not, nor charged God foolishly. Mm -mm -mm. You know, like when you have a habit and things go wrong, the very thing you run back to is the thing that you really don't want to do, but you find yourself doing it again. You know, smoke it, drink it, watch it. I'm going to leave it there. You should. You should. But he didn't. God, you understand. No, God don't understand sin. And this is why this is here for our learning. Why? Why didn't he sin? Because he kept a good attitude. So a good attitude must be supernatural. A good attitude is supernatural. Yo, you fudging your kid and they keep a good attitude? That's supernatural right there. Here you go. Watch this, teacher. No matter the discomfort, his life was trying to show him. No matter the discomfort, your life is trying to show you. Amen. He kept his mouth from speaking against what God was allowing in his life. Amen. Adversity births true strength and character. Amen. Difficulties. Being comfortable. Keeps you unprepared. For war. Being comfortable keeps you unprepared for war and you are in a war. But you want to be comfortable. Y'all listen to me back there. Y'all sure? Y'all know y'all in a war. But you want to be comfortable. It doesn't prepare you for war. The Bible says that the meek shall. Inherit what? The earth. 
Meekness means strength under control. You are so meek. You are so meek. It's strength under control. And you're going to need to be meek. And Moses was the meekest man is it. All them people, for the times that we are about to enter in, you're going to need to be meek. Strength under control. I'm done. Please go back and listen to this prophetic word for your life. Share it with somebody. Don't be ashamed. Tell me your pastor come with the real. Mm, mm, mm. I'm done, teacher. Huh? Oh. <laughs> this helped us tonight. Glory to God. I really pray that we have heard something that has awakened us to a spiritual reality. Every time we hear the word of God, it should bring you closer and closer to a deeper insight of eternal reality, not a fleshly understanding. Amen. Amen. I want us to be aware if we don't stay alert, very aware, actively aware of how we are moving. And when I say moving, I mean that the intensity of our life spiritually must always be on fire. We must be aggressive. We must be aggressive in our relationship with God. So when we come to, just like when you're out in the world and you got all ready for to go to the club, the, the, the house party, wherever, you were ready. You was, I mean, you're going to hang out with friends and you're going to get your brown bag and you're going to take all whatever the things that you like to do to get the mood going. All right, yeah, it's going down. It's going down with you and your friends. It's going down all the things. You're looking forward. You're looking for everything to go down, ready to get bad, smash, all the things, all the new words we won't use for that, right? Come to the house of God. We no longer know how to really get down. We come in, when you go to the club, you won't all sad, coming in the, in the club looking, and they'll like, don't leave me alone, don't nobody talk to me. You going picking up friends. That was when, look, the, uh, the, the energy was high for evangelism. Because it was real high. Because of what you're ready to do. You're ready to get lit. All the things. And when the kids, like, when they, when the kids are ready to, to go where you told them you were going to take them, whether it, it's, it's wherever, Top golf, wherever the kids may have asked you to take them, they're looking to go on the trip, whatever. They excited. They got the stuff out there. Do everything that you asked them to do without question now. Most of them. Most of them. 
Because guess what? They excited, already anticipated how much fun they're going to have. So when we come in, the place has been set aside for worship and praise and all the whole relationship of the gathering to where it's all really going on. I mean, going to sleep. I'm saying all these things because all these things lead you away from eternal life. But what will lead you to eternal life, we're not hype about. Somehow we lose focus. We own other things. But when we, what you want to do for things to be, you know, the enjoyment that you can get from it, you got how you're going to dress. That's laid out for most of us. All the preparation because you want to draw some more attention, because you want, look, you want the next love excitement. Okay. So how we are moving. Don't forget how you said you was going to start off this year. So how are you moving? And I can already sense in the 16 days that the energy, the enthusiasm, like, look, the move of God, all that is, look, it's going down. Look, look, we're supposed to, the oneness. See, because, look, the atmosphere that happened some weeks ago supposed to be still, look, we're supposed to be at the next level. Because the next level of, look, of what you want need to receive from God. Okay. Pastor asked what, he asked some time back, what have we learned? Real faith is this. It's the response to a situation. Matter of fact, the situation is you. It's a response to you, to yourself. You are the situation and you are the circumstance. <laughs> so we think it's all the things around us, but it's you. Your response to you talking to you. And then how you begin to talk to others around you. So our response to what, look, to our actual faith being produced is how you respond to your sayings. So Holy Spirit is saying, what will we say to this matter? It should be with great boldness and confidence because of all what you've learned and all what you've heard. 
We're not repeating anything that I didn't over, look, that I was supposed to already overcome because of what I've heard and learned and I applied. Hmm. Seeing in faith. Pastor said, what does it mean to die in faith? I said, wow, that's twofold. It's what you don't see in the natural that's not manifested. It, look, even let's take that out. The fact that I just believe it's nothing about what I'm waiting for. Not about what I ask God. It's simply, I believe. And you know why? Not because simply it's written in the word, but because the word of God says that you are in the world, but you're not of the world. Well, what does that mean? That's the first thing that came to me, prophets. You're in the world, but you're not of the world. So what's the in and what's the of? The of, he said, you're not of the world. You are of me. <sighs> means that of me, it means belonging to. Possession of. You are the possession of the true and living God, not of the world. <sighs> And is, if this is true, that it means for most of us that the revelation of your salvation has, been, has not been validated because of how we respond to ourselves, our sayings, our situation, our circumstance, people around us, our spouse, our children, because if we were born, we have the reality of our salvation that you're not, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. Which means that you're not a participator of what you think you're feeling. You're a spectator. Because I have, I have you hiding in my opinion. Oh, see. <sighs> You are hidden in his opinion. You, you're under the shadow of the almighty. So if you're feeling anything, you're in your flesh. And that's at war with the word of God. So what is this situation we keep finding ourselves in? it's the sin that so easily beset us. How do you live righteous? If we're born of God, you are to live righteous. What is living righteous? It's absent of sin. And how you not sin. He's given you power over sin. 
He's giving you power over wrong thinking. You are the situation and the circumstance. No one can make me feel anything other than I'm born of God. No one can make me feel anything. I live in a state of being born of God. And when Celeste you operate in that state of being. Look, we don't have to open our mouths. And you all can stand up because this is what happened with my ex-husband. That was trying to destroy me. Literally. Literally. That asked me, if I get rid of you tonight, I'm not saying words I'm very careful about children. If, if I... Get rid of you tonight. Then where will your God be? Where will you and your God be then? You see what I'm saying? And, and that was at the time where my father had died. We had not even buried him yet. Look, so that was at one of my most vulnerable. This is what the enemy does. He's come at you at your most vulnerable time. So now would you... Would you be explosive or will you remain in a state of being born of God? Destroyed all of my clothing, every piece that I own. I'm going to graduate, get my first degree, try to look, tarnish my future. The thing about it, Shadi, it was simply my stance and position and my response. Look, not to him, but to myself. I was my own situation. I can determine my circumstance. And my circumstance is that, look, I only fear the one that can destroy the body and the soul. And you're not him. Destiny came at a place that where I was so vulnerable. It wasn't even two days of the death of my natural father. And we were extreme, I mean, we were extremely close. And my self-control, my meekness. I stood in one place and I I just leaned on Holy Spirit. And when I looked him dead in his eyes and said what God said to me, I initially spoke in tongues. Then he looked at me. Oh, you just crazy. And he went and locked himself in the bathroom away from me. It's the power and the authority and being meek, being under God's control, not in my flesh, not in the words that I want to say. I'm hurt and I'm in a place of being hurt. And my father, you're talking about I haven't and you destroyed 
everything that I own. Even look, even tried to do the same thing with my, my graduation gown and cap. Graduation was just a few days away. Walk proud. It was as if he, look, as if he was never there. And I said, Lord God, you said, you put no more on us than we can bear. I said, I've been faithful. See, you, I don't pray to, I'm not even asking you out of this. I'm just bringing your word up to you. Take me where you will, and I'll remain where you tell me to stay. I want to be in your will. And he was supposed to be a Christian. He's in one of the worst states that someone could probably be in, mentally and physically now. When his mother passed, and because of what he did before he actually left, he wasn't able to come around me because he was so abusive. Legally, he could not come around. And I permitted him to come around to be at his mother's funeral. You know why? Because your father would say, you only do what your father tells you to do. And I knew God has a plan for me. And this was not the life that he intended for me. You just have to be ready for the will of God. What he has intended for you. The plan that he has for you. All the heartaches. All what I went through. But it was my faith. That was my strength, friend. It was my joy. And I knock on people's doors to take me to church. Didn't have a car. But I knew I had to be in the gathering. That's where I drew my strength. And I knew he would have me to be married. But not that I choose. Faith or fear. I choose faith. Because I'm born of God. But, but he is a rewarder. He is a rewarder. She did have a harvest. Amen. Them that sow in tears shall reap in joy. joy. Amen. <laughs> Ain't stopped buying her clothes since then. <laughs> Cheryl, I want you to close this up. It, ah, he had a ram in the bush. What he do for one, he do for another. Let's be aggressive about seeking God you can't run away from you you are the situation you are the circumstance 
you're the problem. <laughs> How do I pray me away? <laughs> We're going to learn how to respond properly to ourselves. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this night, Heavenly Father. We thank you for this word on tonight, Heavenly Father. We thank you for our pastor and our teacher, Heavenly Father. Continue to uplift them, Heavenly Father. Continue to fill them, Heavenly Father. Keep them covered, Father. I thank you for each and every person that is here tonight, dear God. Continue to bless them and keep them, Father. As we leave this place, we'll never, ever leave your presence, Father. We thank you for your hedge protection, Father, as we go from this place, Heavenly Father. We just want to bless your name. We want to magnify you. We want to lift you up and give you all the glory, dear Lord. It is in your mighty name I pray and say amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah.